0: And welcome back to the Chaluminati podcast, episode 166. I am one of your hosts, Mike Martin, uh, joined by none other than the Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy of L.A. Have I done that yet? I don't you think have, I have, but that's fine. Oh, I have. We'll All be right, the other you're, ones. You're Rob, on Bryden on Rob Bryden and Stephen Coogan.
1: Rob Bryden and Stephen Coogan? That's who you guys are. Stephen Coogan is such a weird. I've never, yeah, I've never heard anybody call him Stephen Coogan. Well, that's what this list calls
0: him, and that's what I'm using right now. So it's <laughs> like a
1: niche. I mean, that's like that's very Stephen British. Coogan. I
0: don't oh, know who Steve. these people are, but they bicker and do impressions at each other. Apparently, you definitely know who Steve Coogan is. I'm looking you at do. a picture of him right now. You do. All yeah, right. you do. I believe you, you don't.
1: You don't. You do.
0: Oh, oh, oh gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. All right, Jesse knows him. Yeah, who's who? Come on, you got to pick. I don't know. Um,
2: here's all we need to know about about Mr. Coogan. Hamlet 2.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. What? Hamlet there 2. It was a sequel to Hamlet? Just take some time pretty, one day. Go, go I, watch the movie I Hamlet that, 2. I didn't think there was much sequel bait at the end of Hamlet. Yeah.
2: Hamlet 2. Okay.
0: Go watch it. Alright. I mean I'll, I'll look it up. That's that's for another day now. That's not that's not I what mean, this podcast is he's for. He's in a
1: bunch of different stuff, but like you know. I'm gonna go with Rob Bryden because I stand I, I identify with the country of Wales. I feel Connected to Wales, I've never been there. I just want to, real bad. I think I would vibe. Do you with want Wales. to be there? Yeah, he's Welsh. Okay. I want to go to Wales. I'm Rob Brydon. You're Steve Coogan. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Here for it. Then they have such a beautiful bromance, the two of them. Yeah,
0: I love it. It, it. No, that was another another easy one. No arguing as to who is who. You all filled yeah. your roles perfectly, and um, I can only agree because not I know nothing
2: into weird indie films. He <laughs> was the Roman dude in Night at the Museum. He was the little Roman figure.
0: Never yeah. saw that movie though. So. I would
1: have pegged you for a guy who saw Night at
0: the Museum one. For only. sure, is that weird? For did sure. not see it? No, that makes sense because I only saw you know Back to the Future one. So. he
2: was uncredited as having a cameo in Hot Fuzz. Does that help? I haven't seen Hot Fuzz. Oh so. my god,
1: he actually played Laurel in the Laurel and Hardy movie. Isn't that? Oh my crazy? god, <laughs> that's wild. Well, what a coincidence! What
0: a wild coincidence!
1: You never seen Alan Partridge? You never seen Twenty Four Hour Party People? No way he's seen
0: no. any of these movies. I don't even, that doesn't even ring a bell. There's no way. There's <laughs> no
1: way. doesn't even ring a bell. In the no. loop? No. Despicable Me 2?
0: I've never seen any Despicable Me's. Oh my God. Does that include minions? It does include minions. <laughs> 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 no, but I know every video game in existence instead. So, you know, that's, that's good. just well, a trade-off. I mean, all right,
2: yeah, I, like, you know. <laughs>
1: there you go. That's a trade-off.
0: Yeah, come uh, on, Jesse. Now,
1: all of us can work at Blockbuster Video for
0: six years <laughs> like me. Yeah, exactly. But we're trying, you know, we're we re-educating me over on Patreon with the Rotten Popcorn show, you know? We're watching yeah, the good oh movies. boy. We're look at that segue.
1: Yeah,
0: you ever yeah, feel like
1: you're floor. working with, like, another Laker? You know what I mean? Like, you're all set for the slam dunk, and they somebody else has to lay it up and throw it up into the air and slam it down just like you will with your subscription at patreon.com slash Pod, where you... Can not only get access to that new show that Mathis was just talking about, Rotten Popcorn, where we watch movies that are not movies that Mathis hasn't seen, but really just movies that no one has ever seen. <laughs> and uh, the same, yeah, it's true. Uh, it, 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 Mathis is none the wiser. He he hasn't seen any movies. It's all new to him. Exactly. But. uh you come on down, you get pre-sale on merch, you get art every month, you get ad-free episodes, you get access to our mini-sodes, which we record every time we record an episode. It's a wonderful place to be.
0: It's a great website. Yeah, we got double mini sods hitting today because last week I had a thunderstorm hit while we were recording, so we couldn't get the mini sod out. So you get a double mini sods. feature. Isn't that crazy? that what happens? I was talking about, and then a weird weather event <laughs> comes around and makes it difficult for me to finish my job. One of the many different things that cause missing 411 to happen. That happened um, to me on
1: Scary Game Squad.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that thing that, that, that was weird. That thing on, on SGS that happened to you guys. with the That Huffling. like turned me into Dale Gribble for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> like, They're after me. You know, this this week I'm actually very excited though. Um, because we can now tell everybody we have a live show coming, actually. Ooh. ooh. That's right. Uh, ooh. Follow us over at Twitter.com slash ChuluminatiPod. But at the end of October, as tends to be the case with this show, we may or may not have a Halloween live show happening over in the L.A. area somewhere in the last week of October. So, again, follow us at pod over on Twitter, and you'll see when the date goes live. Of course, we'll announce it officially next episode as well. We would love to see you. Come join us for... Uh, look, I'm
2: just—I'm not going to spoil it, but there was something we were very, very excited to do at our last live show, and unfortunately, due to some tech issues, we couldn't do it, and it upset Dude. all three of us tremendously because it was going to be absolutely hilarious. Well, yeah, it's happening this time. You don't want to miss yeah. it. Yeah, we're
1: doing it. Home trip Advantage. We got this locked up, baby. Yeah, yep. baby. I'm super excited. Oh, I'm we have so more at to our disposal that.
0: than the target across
1: the street this time, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the live shows are fun. They're different every time. And uh, it just uh, everybody has a great time and laughs and gets drunk. So it's a good time. Uh, this one will be all ages, I think, uh, as opposed to the last one, which was 21 plus. But uh, you'll oh, get all the children. Thank God you
2: said that, because I was about to yeah. be like, my butt is ready to be
0: pinched. But But I will tell you, the show is certainly not fit for seven-year-olds. <laughs> just so you know. Neither is of-
2: my
1: butt.
0: Yeah, if you're exactly. Out there we, and you're a, a child listening
1: to us, like what the fuck happened to you? like, <laughs> what, like ah. why do you want this? Like
0: go go play Fortnite. Go jump Dude, around. You can play this- Goku and Fortnite alongside Rick from Rick and Morty and like Goku whips out the red lightsaber, Superman.
1: cuts someone down. Right. Can, cold I, can I tell you, I literally
2: there's a video on Twitter somewhere where guys like, this game is amazing. And it's him flying in on the Dragon Ball cloud as Chun-Li. He jumps off and pulls out a red lightsaber <laughs> and kills a guy. And I was like, the future's here. Happening. The future's here. <laughs> That's the craziest thing I've ever
0: seen. That's insane to me. Yeah. Uh, Gene Park it, was
1: talking about the multiverse. or He was talking about the metaverse and he was saying Fortnite is the metaverse. Yeah, it's already there. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. Might I as agreed. well just go play
0: Fortnite. I agree. Um, boys, I'm actually very excited for this episode, though. You know, we had kind of a... I was, you know, we'll say I was a little disappointed with the revelations of missing 411. People
2: were were talking about how you were really hurt, and they were like, Jesse and Alex are
1: trying to, like, bring him back from the brink. And I was like... <laughs> it doesn't mean everything's made up man come on yeah no't that, just but that one topic you, you, know, you might want still up he might be out there still dude yeah you don't worry know. man
0: he might just, just been busy with other people's prayers <laughs> come on man yeah, and I wanted to do you know the the plan was to immediately start jumping into our next serial killer uh series of Jeffrey Dahmer but we're gonna put that on hold for something that I want to be one part but may end up being two parts. We're diving back into a world people have been dying to go back to for a long time now. It's time to go back to aliens, more specifically the Coronado abduction scenario that happened Coronado. in 1994 in Hotel Coronado. Where no mobile, way! Not. I thought you were talking people, about like conquistadors. I was like, what the no. hell in Coronado. in San Diego? Uh yeah, it's a Coronado Island, correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Correct. That one. Dude, uh this place on this, is fucked there was a up. UFO conference. Uh, everybody was there, including the president of the United States himself, Bill Clinton. And he was at the UFO conference. He yeah, he was giving a speech over at the UFO conference. You gotta remember, Clinton was always and always had been like very into UFOs. Very Hillary, too, actually. Yeah.
1: She was talking
0: shit. She was talking big game on late night shows leading up to the election. And what makes it so interesting is that multiple people on the very same night all had very different, but still alien encounters in a hotel that was surrounded by the Secret Service. And then not everybody experienced, which we'll talk a little bit more about in terms of. Whoa, so everyone saw something different? Yes, but what's interesting about it, and we'll talk more about it when we get to it, is what they all experienced are still common like abduction scenario. So, for instance, uh, one room had a gray. Grays were there. What? But the, in another room. <laughs>
2: you can't say one, one room, room had a gray. Grays were there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> one, one abduction scenario in this hotel had grays. Is this like escape the, rooms or like, is this something like you go to no, a haunted no, house no, and it's we're like We're talking about hotels at night when the they went to bed. The bed no, like, they like, like appeared in the room, like bright light they appeared people became no. paralyzed and abduction scenario things started taking place one room had like a very typical gray encounter but another room had an encounter with if you remember talking about them way back in the day the praying mantis aliens that we had spoken about what? way back in episode no, i believe it this was is three. gonna be my um, favorite episode ever this sounds insane <laughs> it is a fascinating tale uh, which again, spike we will get the to. drinks. What All right, I, I got it. It's interesting. And then there's a bunch of other, other encounters as well that hold a little bit. L- I don't want to, I'm jumping ahead. I, I really want to talk about those things, but we'll get to them when we get to them. So this was in 1994. Uh, but before we talk about anything else, let's of course about our sources. Uh, two books in particular that we ended up using for, or that I ended up using rather for this encounter. First is the book by Jacques Vallée, Dimensions, A Casebook of Alien Contact. Oh, well, Jacques
2: uh, Vallée, I mean.
0: I, I mean, you got you got your, your first like real taste of Jacques Vallée on the alien documentary that oh, we watched around yeah. popcorn. Oh yeah. this yeah. is yeah. It is, if, if you are into ufology at all, this is a, one of those must read books to like on ground level alien stuff. Because Jacques Vallée goes less on like the physical existence of aliens and more that that dimensional reality kind of um, explanation yeah, the, like, as to where they go. The, like from. mushrooms version of aliens yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. That's a great way to explain it like the mushroom versions of what these things might be um, but the other book we ended up using as well is coronado the president the secret service and alien abductions written by yvonne r smith who is the uh ther- the therapist that worked with all of these coronado uh, victims I guess you could call them or, or people who who experience stuff here um, and so her book has all the medical files that you can you can look at they're all like scanned in photos of evidence of them actually you know having gone to the convention uh, and she kind of goes through each case and it's important to know about Yvonne specifically uh, is that she is a uh, hypnotherapist of course specifically um, she became working, began working with people specifically with PTSD in the late 80s. And in the 90s, she kind of fell into like their, the people who have had uh, abduction scenarios and approached it from a PTSD angle of, um, you know, maybe family trauma or abuse that caused these people to believe that they were being uh, abducted by aliens because the brain's way of masking the truth of what happened so you can kind of move on with your life. Um, but she particularly is, uh, like highly, like, I just want to talk about, uh, she's got her degree from the California Hypnosis Motivation Institute, the only accredited institution in the United States for hypnotherapy. Accredited by who? Dr. Strange? (laughs) (laughs) Um, she founded the Close Encounter Research Organization, later renamed the Close Encounter Resource Organization, and has kind of been involved in the UFO world from the early 90s onward. Uh, If again, if you're interested in this case specifically, I would highly suggest this book, even for just like the historical context and some of the newspaper clippings and the medical examination. We have like photos of the wounds on some of these people and the object that was taken out of their uh, of their wounds, like little scoops, which were found to be a weird glass with a fibrous material around it and nothing more. Uh, Very weird stuff. And we'll get to that, I promise. And that might be episode two. Because we need to rewind even further. The last time we talked about aliens in this in this regard was episode like three or four, something like first first batch of episodes. And we talked in this about this regard. Yeah. What we talked about in that time, maybe you kind of remember a little bit, was the twelve alien species theory. Oh, yes. Sure. Which the is where whites. we got the mantis
2: people and the uh,
0: the tall whites and the other racist aliens. Yeah, yeah. I want to go through in a little bit more detail than last time what these 12 races are, because we see a bunch of them in this situation, uh, all in the same night. And I just want to re-talk about all these, and, and, and depending on how much time okay. we have left, we might. But yeah, we got to Wait, start. whoa!
2: So we're, du- you've already announced this is a double episode?
0: It may be a double episode. It depends on how long it takes us to get through these races of aliens. No well, you rush, though. We can go though.
2: quickly because they're all fake, but yes, all
0: right. <laughs> no, 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 this is all very important because the abduction scenarios that happened at the Coronado Hotel, each one correlates very, very similarly to those specific races. So, for instance, the Grey encounters had were more about uh, the Starseed program, the the hybrids that they have been creating. In fact, a lot of what ends up happening through the hypnotherapy is a lot of these people who were abducted that night end up coming forward with abduction scenarios that they had no idea of throughout their childhood. And it all kind of weirdly connects. But again, we're jumping ahead a little bit. So let's start... With the 12 Alien Species theory. theory. For those who don't remember what it is, it's the idea that visiting Earth itself theory. is that there are 12 distinct alien species. Some of them have reached out and worked with governments uh, officially. Others are just swinging by and doing what they want. Um, there is, uh, And then there's a theory that Earth itself is kind of this control planet for these aliens and you know it's more like a gas station pit stop that they come by get what they need and kind of like leave we're we're in the boonies so they don't you know they don't we're not like super important um but the 12 alien species you're you'll definitely have heard of some i bet you the rest you probably have forgotten at this point so
1: let's start Is the gas station part of the theory us being uh, the gas it's station more
0: when we talk after we talk about the alien abductions themselves and why they may have happened or what was causing it that's where the theory of like maybe they were just here to to piss off i don't like
2: the gas station theory
0: (laughs) it's not a fun one
2: well the idea of us being a zoo fine
0: yeah us being like a testing
2: ground fine us being like a prison planet fine but the gas station theory just seems weird because like (laughs) in my mind it's like yeah we're gonna go down to the gas station pick us up a six pack of humans you know what I mean? like, It's yeah, very yeah, exactly. weird. I don't
0: like that. <laughs> well, according to the contract that the Greys signed with Eisenhower back in the 40s, they had 650,000 allowances uh, of humans that they could take. But they may not actually be holding to that and may be doing whatever they want because according to president bill clinton himself if we were at war with any of these aliens we wouldn't be around to be talking about the war with the aliens so you know well yeah exactly so you know what are we going to do we can't like force them to stick to their word what are we going to do for them and the big thing too is you know one of the reasons they may even be taking us is because we're one of the very few races out there that can like we can feel emotion that a lot of these people are a lot of these aliens are super intelligent but they're like a mix of technology and biology and they don't really have the ability to feel emotions they're all purely intellectual and that's a reason that we're like a hot spot as well is because we're dumb monkeys but we feel a lot of emotions and they're trying to figure that out why it's important there's you know no real solid theory why it's as to important why. yeah why it's important that we can feel emotions and what do they want from that like what is what is it that they want out of that is it just because they can no longer feel it. And there's a curiosity there. Is it something that's very rare in the universe as a whole? Emotions? Emotions. Yeah. The ability to have feelings, you know, and as opposed to being what these things might be, which is a mix of maybe machine. Like, again, the greys are theorized to be mostly machine at this point. But we're, we're going on a Mathis alien tangent. So we're just, we'll start at so the very all, top. So they're all Vulcans. The galaxy is <laughs> filled with Vulcans. And we're there
2: to Captain Kirk them be like... maybe.
0: It's it's possible. It's very possible. We don't we don't know, and don't, that's what's so frustrating about it. Yeah, I'll be um, bones. I'll be like, don't to the have theory. emotions, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you damn green blooded bastard, right? And Kirk just sleeps with all of them, so they clearly have like I at wonder. least the that's not of what lust. Kirk
1: does to Spock. <laughs> he sleeps to <with> Spock. <laughs> that's not what he does. That's not what Captain Kirking is.
0: <laughs> okay. But sorry, Kirk, what he, if it was? We don't know oh, that. Yeah, we don't right. know. I'm we not against it. I'm not against it. I love it. Let's start at the top of the list, this list of 12 (laughs) aliens with the most familiar, the greys. You don't remember what we, the general, These are all general consensus theories. Of course, there's a million different ones out there, but there's, these are the most um, uh, regularly believed. Is that the greys come from a star system known as the Zeta, uh, Zeta Reticuli, which is a star system located somewhere in the Southern Celestial Hemisphere and are thought to be one of the alien races that are in current contact with Earth. They're about, according to them, and again, the information that comes from aliens can be suspect, uh, but they supposedly come from a little over 40 light years away, and they're basically our our closest practical neighbor. They're the closest intellectual species near us, Um, but they are the ones that, you know, they're not the neighbor that you want hanging around. (laughs) Is that true? According to them, that they are the, the closest species to us. Uh, I thought it we was Alpha a, Centauri was the closest,
2: but there's no one there, huh? Is what they're
0: saying. Yeah, no, no. This is what they're saying is like the only ones here are the they're the they are the closest intellectual. Have species you seen Contact, Mathis? No.
1: Oh, that is a real one that we need to watch. Yo.
0: I know this is. Well, I'll be man, in, I'll be in LA a, soon enough, so. Yeah. This is
2: a tangent that like I just want to tell you guys really quick because it's been on my mind. Uh, and now we're, we're talking about space. I was watching uh Basically, a scientist, like, give a talk about space travel and how if you could travel as fast as light and that kind of thing. And he's like, look, I'm just going to do the math for you. So he did the math and he was like, "Okay, so if it takes four years to get to another planet at the speed of light, that's four years for us. Yeah, not for the person moving. The person moving, I think it was like 63 days, something like that
0: crazy yeah so time travel is real but just in the forward direction right now So
2: and and that's why i think you need to like think about the perspective there that if someone could travel speed of light them getting to us wouldn't be all that you know yeah if they could they could do it very quickly but that's assuming
0: anyone could travel speed of light Again, just Ex- exactly like there's no way. Like mathematically, it is possible, but practically and scientifically, either it is impossible, or we just haven't figured out that science. Yeah, that's why yet.
2: scientists like wormholes because it's simply easier.
0: Yes, you just puncture the fa- fabric of space. And time.
2: apparently, they've confirmed it can be done. We just don't have the tech to do it. Like we don't. Right. Know how. Exactly.
0: Again, more. But if we had millions of more years to to figure it out, maybe, maybe there's something out there that has right. figured it out. We don't know. <sighs> but the bad guy, uh, like the greys, rather are kind of like the generic bad guys of the aliens. We don't know what they want. They're the tall humanoid with the big eyes, the bad guys, the... because they're the ones that tend to have the most. I watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They were pretty chill. Yeah. Well, Steven Spielberg kind of sugarcoated it a little bit. Whoa, whoa. Do you think he works with them, Mathis? Real talk. Do you think he works with them? Uh, do I think Spielberg works with them? No, but I do believe he probably has more. He got, was given way more information than we we are allowed to believe when making that movie with the people he was in contact with to make that movie so i think you may know a little bit more i do yeah the the grays are the ones that kind of treat us like like cattle almost we're there to be scooped up to be implanted to be milked for seed and and you know eggs you're obsessed
1: like like no that's just the grays
0: that's not you're obsessed with being milked for seed and i'm letting you know know, that phrase has lost all meaning to me (laughs) just milk me daddy just do it just fucking do it mm, mm. (laughs) um Yeah, they're the ones that typically swing down to earth. Your car goes dark. They just kind of pick off the people in the back alleys and like take them away. And then, you know, put them back with missing time. Sometimes like miles up the highway where they were actually taken. Uh, That's the typical gray scenario. Now, uh, the the grays themselves, again, we don't really know what it is they want out of us. We figure it's DNA or a a hybrid program, especially with some of the people who have had supposedly been brought up to breastfeed their star seed child that they oh, yeah, star children yeah that we that they could you know aren't aware of because the memories are kind of wiped every time and in fact one of the people at the Coronado uh the Coronado uh abduction scenario had that very thing happen where Got she already it. had a star child she had no idea and they wanted her to breastfeed it and the theory is they're looking to like Keep that human contact, maybe, you know, kind of uh build that emotion between the parent and the child so that when they do get old enough, they can slip them into Earth without being detected. Because star children really look just kind of like humans. That's really all they look like. <laughs> I can't. I <laughs> you remember can't, that? Come on, you don't you don't remember the story? Oh, star I child? remember
2: look, I for years worked an overnight shift listening to Coast to Coast AM. So exactly. trust me when I say I absolutely know what you're talking about. I just there's a whole coast-to-coast Dude, episode on like this, it. by
0: the way. You're, uh, George Knapp actually interviews Yvonne Smith in that episode. Well, of So course. if you want to go, uh, go go, listen to it. You can nah, just don't do dig that. it up. Don't do you that. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't do, do that. that. It's from 2014. It's kind of an nah, older stay one. Stay right but, here, baby. Stay well, right after here. this. Yeah, after this, after this. Uh, so that's you know that's the greys. That's the up and down of the greys. Questions, comment, concern, gentlemen, about the greys. We all understand the greys, right? The greys are the the intro to algebra
1: of aliens. Exactly. Like, if you have, if you know anything about aliens, you know the greys. That's
0: pretty Baby's much the yeah, first exactly. alien. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now we go with the the deeper cuts. The next on the list is we're going to talk about our the Sasani. The Sasani are hybrids that are particularly common across the cosmos, supposedly, and are believed to be of the alien races in contact with our very planet. Some even believe that we humans are actually genetic hybrids ourselves, um, which is can be contributed to the greys, the reptilians, as theories that go back and forth, but that we were just apes that were kind of scooped up, they fucked with our DNA a bunch, and then humans were created. And that's kind of like how we got the, the evolutionary boost pushed forward. And the Sasani are supposedly a hybrid that was developed not only by uh, reptilians, but also gray human hybrids. So it was kind of like a group project between these two species. Uh, their development was apparently supposed to be uh, found necessary after the grays mutated themselves through generic, a genetic experimentation to a point where they could no longer reproduce using conventional means. And that's why they're here fucking with Humans see it all connects. They, they, um. So yeah, this is fan fiction. But please continue. No, it's not. <laughs> this is actually very true. Uh The aliens have landed no, on our earth. can't this say is actually. This is right very now. true. Listen, missing four This 411? sounds like look made up. This sounds aliens like aliens and
2: the twelve theories, the twelve race theory. Back. No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, this sounds like someone was like, bro, we got reptilians, we got greys. I'm gonna make a new thing so I can write my own book on this new garbage. Like this is. <laughs> I'm fine with rep- the fact that they're like, well, the reptilians and the greys got together. No,
0: stop. It happens. There's a whole government system out there that we're not aware of if you subscribe to the 12 alien So, theory. what you're saying is, theory. it's Jupiter ascending, is what you're saying. Yes, it's all Jupiter ascending. That
2: is the most accurate movie in the history of movies? Is that what that you're was trying actually, to happen?
0: That movie was created as soft disclosure, Jesse, uh, where Whoa, they're trying to damn. prepare the human mind for the reality of our world. You know the
1: Wachowski's. Uh, yeah, like I wonder all
0: this shit all the time. <laughs> um, no, but like again, I don't necessarily subscribe to the 12 alien theory, uh the 12 alien species theory, but it's important because if aliens are truly if these these creatures exist for one minute, you know, we posit that they are interdimensional or something and they kind of attach to our consciousness, if one believes in these theories, I can see that that might be the form that it ends up taking for these particular people because that is what they are familiar with or expecting or what have you. Uh but that's we'll, we'll talk about that. Later. We still gotta talk about the Sasani. So the Sasani, after being produced by the gray uh, by the reptilians and human grey hybrids because the Greys had mutated themselves so fur far, they can no longer bone and produce children. The Sasani were only they able no to longer spawn bone.
1: <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you said they could no longer bone like a true scientist. Yeah, they
0: couldn't yeah, that's what we are here. We're true scientists. Um, the only thing that the Greys were actually doing at the time, uh, and, and still are is cloning. Cloning works, but they can no longer genetically actually reproduce. So you're kinda like stuck the same generation of greys for whoever knows how are you well. a, are you a Raelian?
1: did you convert to Raylianism? Yeah, this is me
0: i i finally converted after talking about Raelianism, i keep getting ads so i decided to click on one and i saw the truth i'm ready bring on the, <laughs> the, the alien jism all over the place hi everyone <laughs> now nah, this is lying right
2: now um don't don't believe that don't I don't want anyone in the audience to be like I heard Map
0: <laughs> no, no, converted, no, yeah, so I did too. <laughs> yeah, I'm Please on Jesse's don't. side.
1: Don't join. I'm not on that side. I don't. It seems like they have a lot of sex. I will say that. that is true, actually, but not with
0: aliens, which is what I want. So
1: or they're getting ready. They're it's all
0: practice for something. Maybe they got like a uh, like a tantric sex guidebook made by aliens. I do believe that actually is part of the vibe I'm in over it. there. I'm, uh, you know what? Maybe I will. We'll recheck with me next week and see if I actually went that route. All right?
1: I got a trailer for you to watch. Yes,
0: yeah. they do, and it's phenomenal um so yeah they, they they didn't want it like again the genetic variation and the genetic code being repeated over time is not what they were looking for so grays kind of went that way uh basically they came to earth and convinced a few people to share our genetic information with them and from this genetic crossover the universe was blessed quote unquote with an entirely new type of being the sasani who are uh in a way like our i guess kind of like alien cousins they're like our cousins genetically partially um I mean, stargate vibes yeah yeah i haven't watched stargate but i'm gonna assume yes okay sure <laughs> yeah 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 i'll I'm take am fine with that that makes sense to me
1: Means a lot from a guy who hasn't seen the film
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the sasani after being created partially by human and partially by the greys instead of being put on earth they got the grand prize they got their own fucking planet they got given their very own planet to start their new life on. From them, the genetic crossover, like they, I guess it was unique enough or valuable enough where keeping them on Earth wasn't really that viewed as safe or whatever. But yeah, they gave them a new planet and they were able to free roam and evolve into the best beings that they could be. And much like us on Earth, they were then left alone to evolve on their other planet. The Sasani have a stronger connection with their higher selves, some believe to be their psychic, uh, where psychic abilities tend to come from, and are believed to be where humans will one day be or evolve to be. Um, Although these Sasani are specifically millennia ahead of us in terms of like their evolution and humanity's consciousness and awakening. So that's the Sasani. They are basically better humans. They are a better version of what we will eventually be that have been given their own planet. And honestly, it sounds like I would love to visit that place. Sounds kind of cool. So that's the Sasani. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns, concerns of the Sasani boys? Who? So many
2: everything, but but I have to, in order to get through it, I have to accept it. Yeah, so. I mean,
0: yeah, you kind of have to accept that this is happening right now. We are in the alien universe. Uh, we, are, we are deep in, but we're only two knuckles deep. We've got 10 knuckles to go, okay? So here we go to the next one on the alien list, the arcturians. Do you remember talking about well, wait, Ar- I got
1: a question about the Sasani really. Yeah, quick.
0: yeah, please. I don't know if I'll be able to answer it, but uh, I'll do my best. I'm just Oh yeah. Yeah. Who who named them? That's what they were dubbed. That's a good question. Why are they called the Sasani? Maybe they named themselves after years of evolutionary like, freedom is, on their planet. Is there like a like we are called the Sasani? Yeah, well, moment? again, yeah, these are all that are they're supposed to be contacting with uh, in contact with Earth. So the Sasani when they reach out to us call themselves that? But where that name originated was it given to them by the reptilians or the gray human hybrids or was it something they named themselves after evolutionary time on their planet we don't know maybe it's we have no idea what the what the origin of that name is or what it could be it could be anything it could be anything okay the arcturians of Hmm. all the species that are believed to inhabit the milky way these are what are we considered the most ancient and wisest of all of these 12 species They're said to be one of the alien races also in contact with our planet, and you can kind of think of like if like a good example that they give, and uh, I you know I'll use here too is like if if Yoda could be assigned a species, this would be them because of just their wise, not the way they look, but the wise ancient nature of their existence. They're around for a long time. They're very you know apparently very peace driven. Um, Apparently theirs was the very first system to be given the gift of life in our galaxy and all of the other species, ourselves included, may actually be descended from the Arcturians themselves. They've mutated and evolved over time and now actually exist in multiple different forms, but the main race of Arcturians stands at about five feet high, green skin, large eyes that can quote, see right through you. So yeah, they're like, you're kind of typical big-eyed aliens, but they're not as short as greys, they just have the green skin uh, and the big ol' eyeballs. They are a peaceful race that is highly skilled in psychic use um you know they they don't really do physical combat but they're very good at manipulating a mind or mental warfare if need be um but they are yeah they're they are the more ancient race that's kind of just maybe we they were the ones that went across the galaxy and seeded life that gave rise to all of these species and we are simply the youngest of the many species throughout the Milky Way galaxy, in terms of what is descending from them, and that's the Arcturians. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Where do they come from? We don't know. We have no idea what the name of their planet is. Uh, we just know that they visit. They don't. They don't give specific information as to exactly where they're from. Each individual species tends to be a little. Some are more free, and some are more uh, shielded about their origins, their intent. The greys are very open, but the greys also have contradicted themselves multiple times, and sometimes their actions don't really line up with what they're saying they're here to do. Uh, So it's also hard to take anything at face value because we don't know know or can possibly know the motivations of these these creatures, of these species out out there in the galaxy. Now, the next one you'll both remember, it's a very simple one, the Nordics. These are the white supremacy aliens, six foot tall, long blonde hair, beautiful people, finely toned bodies white supremacy aliens Yeah yeah uh,
2: it's a. They're know, literally called the tall whites bro <laughs> I mean yeah I'm with
0: you <laughs> I hate that Yeah it's uh you know some believe this is where the inspiration for the Scandinavians got their uh, like the inspiration for their gods came from where like Thor came from where these interactions with the Nordics way back in the day and so the uh, Nordic uh you know they the the deity system that they kind of fell in, in in with is more molded after their encounters with these creatures um and while the greys get a lot of a kind of attention when it comes to alien sightings here the nordics are a species that come into contact maybe as much or as regularly as the greys do themselves but unlike the greys kind of leave behind traumatic experiences and these horrible like you know very confusing memories uh these guys are the ones that are more interested in the well-being of the human race uh way more than the greys are at the very least and Um, some eyewitness reports that have come in contact with the Nordics, uh, have actually seen greys in the same craft as the Nordics,
1: which what are they doing in there? Like serving them like, yeah, they only seem in passing because usually
0: when you get taken up by a ship, you know, no matter what the, the race is, usually you're, you're very restricted on where you can go. You're kind of brought somewhere. And you're locked in, so you only get glimpses of stuff. But next, well, I mean, is it
1: like a caste system vibe? Like, is it like they're s- subservient? That, that,
0: so that's actually the one of the leading theories is that the greys themselves may actually be created servants or slaves to the Nordics, and that's why they are more by uh, more more uh, technology than than biology in terms of gre- the greys. They're like more cyborgs. You don't think it's like I don't want to say subtle racism? It <sighs> is like? The space
2: white guys yeah. are the good guys. Yeah. And, and the lizard slaves. people and the gray people and everyone else, the Flatwoods monster, whatever, they're all, those are all the bad guys. And it's the space white men that are going to save us. That's so like,
1: <laughs> I don't you know, it's, it has a
2: it's weird not, vibe to it that I'm not, I'm well, like, not o- a great There
0: are other peaceful aliens. We're going to talk about that. And it's. The idea of Nordics existed before... Before racism? I don't think so. No, no, not before racism, but we will say that Hitler and the Nazis really took and, like, co-opted the idea of, like, these these Nordic creatures. And obviously, over time since then, too, their own lore has been warped by our own people to be more and more fitting racist uh, stuff. So it's 1,000% important to be very aware that, of course racist stuff is being co- things are being co-opted by racists and so on and using as a messenger to push their own message.
2: Like it's just there's legends of like perfect people yes. that come from the heavens. Like so I get it, I understand it but it like just the way the story is is told is like, well, yeah, as much exactly. aliens and the only good ones are the white aliens. It has a very like white man's burden vibe to it of like it's, uh, we have to take, we have to take care of the galaxy. Yep. Us white aliens have to take care of the galaxy because they can't take care of themselves. And so we're going to fly down there and poke you talking their about butts. the Federation?
1: I mean,
0: <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to, to kind of warp it back to what uh, Alex brought up. But um, yes, that is a possible explanation is that they are caste system. That they are created. And that's why. They lack empathy or emotion because they were created to be kind of this ideal butler servant species for the Nordics themselves. And maybe why the greys themselves are looking to change their own DNA and interpret more, you know, human DNA into them simply just to make it to bring themselves closer to almost Pinocchio. You know, I want to be a real boy. I want to be not just this machine servant. Um, but that Nordics, again, pretty straightforward and pretty easy. We've talked about them in the past, not much as, you know, to go over there. The next up on the list are the Pleiadians, which come from a bright star cluster, according to them, known as Pleiades, and are one of the beings in the Milky Way that also very closely resemble humans themselves. They're thought to be one of the alien races that are in contact with our planet, and you could be sitting in a room with the Pleiadian and not even know it, that they, they're just that human looking. A major difference between us and them, though, is that they are particularly sensitive to the psychic energies that are constantly streaming across the known universe, and this means that the best way, though, if you want to reach out to one and you want to meet in a Pleiadian, the theory goes, and the method is, meditation. Meditation with the singular focus of meeting a Pleiadian, and people have said through that meditation and sending out that signal because they are so sensitive to the psychic waves of the universe is that... Pleiadians occasionally do show up and do respond to these wishes. I don't call it wishes, but this meditation and intent, this psychic call. Uh, So if any of you can meditate out there and you want to meet a Pleiadian, apparently they're very nice. Please do. I can't. I've tried to meditate. I just I can't do it. But I've never met one before
1: in all my travels.
0: (laughs) Maybe you have, though, and you don't know. That's very true. I have had some magical interactions in my life. Exactly. Oh, let's, yeah. We've all had some magical interactions in our life. It's part of, you know, being alive. Make you question if our reality is truly there. Perhaps it's a thin veneer that we merely need to pierce through with the assistance of drugs. All right, let's move on to the next set of aliens here in our 12, this 12 species list the Yahiel, Y A H Y E L. There's been a lot of talk about which race will be the first to officially disclose their presence to Earthlings. And one thing that a lot of UFOologists and alien experts seem to believe is that the Yael might be the very species to make themselves known first. They are one of the alien races that are in contact with our planet and are known to be kind and loving and have been touted as the best beings to make first contact with due to their advanced and harmonious relationship with technology, something that obviously here on Earth we are fully indulging in whether our our uh, civilization is ready for what that kind of technology brings us socially or emotionally or not. I mean, look at just what Twitter has done, you know what I mean? Um, but they are a species that are harmonious with their technology. Typically, whenever an invention or a piece of technology comes about, it ends up co- coming about as a weapon before anything else, and then eventually gets given to uh, civilians as more like a, a peaceful, like a peace thing. GPS is a good example of that. Um, and then we, we take care of our needy second, where the yah yell are the opposite. Their invention served their society first, and weaponry wasn't something that that was their major uh focus. Um the Yayel know space hippies. Yeah, they're very much space hippies. Exactly. That's a great way to look I'm at it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm,
2: they're probably the ones who were like we bring you drugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah man, nice. I man, it's yeah,
1: those nice ones, ones nice. from Toy Story. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> ooh, the drugs. The Yayel themselves know that we are not necessarily the friendliest beings out there, so they take their time making themselves known by easing their way into our psyches with friendly UFO sightings, such as the nineteen ninety nine uh, March nineteen ninety seven sighting, the Phoenix Lights. What they one of the greatest claim that they were responsible for. They claim that's this? their claim according to the according people to met, according to the people who have met with them. The so people they claim that them? they claim. Yeah, so they, those people claim, claim that Summer they claim. Someone claims that the Yael have claimed that they are the ones <laughs> that claim responsibility. Oh, I'm glad we
2: got there because yeah, yeah. you said they claim we're
0: assuming that these things are real in this part of the episode this is <laughs> they claim they we are we are playing the role of believer here and so in the re, the role of believer right you know they are the ones that are responsible for the phoenix lights they gave what thousands of people across the u.s in arizona a huge spectacular light show in the sky and there's still video out there of it That's really old and really like, you know, VHS late nineties of what you can see the lights in the sky. Like that's the Phoenix lights happened. That's what it was. We don't know. We can't, I would love to say aliens. And I personally maybe even believe that it may have been, but we don't know what the Phoenix lights were. Um, but the Yal, -Yal, these space hippies. Yeah. That's what the, that, that, that apparently was them. And they're, they're taking really slow because they don't want us to start throwing bombs or something at them. I imagine. Now we get to move on to one of my favorites, the Anunnaki. Planet X, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shut you do up. know Shut the up. Anunnaki. I do. I mean, I know this. Yeah, this I know they're like, real. If the grays are like your base level, the Anunnaki are like the next step down, I think, in terms of we're like
2: down the iceberg. We're like that YouTube video where it's like the alien iceberg. Exactly. What's the name of
0: that? What was the name of the human cousin ones?
1: Uh, the Sasani. So, do you think the Sasani and the Anunnaki have like sort of like uh linguistic. Similarity in the names? No, the Anunnaki suck. They're assholes. They're yeah, space these are not assholes. good people. These
0: are not good are they, aliens. I mean, they live they on are planet
2: X,
1: bro.
0: <laughs> They're related, right? <laughs> the way, well, well, we'll talk about who the Anunnaki are and where they come from. So the Anunnaki specifically, a really good example is like, what did we do when we colonized planet Earth? That's kind of what the Anunnaki do now. <laughs> and that's what they, what? and that's what they apparently did to Earth when they arrived on Earth. They came from Planet X, a.k.a. Nibiru, an almost mythical planet that some scientists believe rotates around our sun on a very wide elliptical orbit. And when it comes back, we're all doomed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it goes so far out into the expanses of space before coming back in for a close shave with our sun. Uh, This crazy elliptical orbit is what makes its presence so hard to prove. However, the presence of the Anunnaki have been noted down in texts that date back to the Mesopotamian cultures, Jesse. They are believed to be one of the alien races in contact with Earth like all the others.
2: Aliens. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, just aliens. Aliens. aliens.
0: Yeah. Uh, on Nibiru's last brush with the planets of our inner solar system, it actually crashed into another rock and the resulting collision collision created a planet that we now call Earth. They may be the origins of of where this planet even came from. And while their planet was here uh, uh, for a few of the Anunnaki, uh, when the, their planet was here, a few of the Anunnaki, you know, kind of like jumped off their world and went to our planet and onto ours in search of a yellow element that they coveted called gold. They simply wanted the gold out of Earth. So if you they wonder, called like, it gold, why is gold so valuable? Like in they our know system? It is gold too? What was that? They know it as gold as well? Well, we, it's the, yeah, they, what's the, I don't know if they call it gold, but we call it gold. That's like the element right. they're here for. They're like stripping and taking the planet. I would I thought love you it. were saying
1: gold is an alien word. I was like, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah.
2: I would love it if, if like, Hey, if you're out there and you're like an Anunnaki guy and you write books and stuff, give us some sort of like BS about how, why is the elemental symbol for gold AU, but it's called gold. And just make up yeah. a thing about how that's what the aliens called it i people would buy it people would buy it bro just put it out there it's
0: true but that should also that's also part of uh you know answers for for people who believe in this particular theory that goal in our in our world is so valuable not because (laughs) it's like useful for healing or any of that shit. it's because the anunnaki desire it and so we desire it and they are they technically the reason we work our day-to-day soc, you know our day-to-day jobs working our asses off all day long isn't you know because we are trying to improve our society it's simply that we are forced labor for the Anunnaki on some level and we are simply trying to produce what the Anunnaki want so badly uh which is gold and that is why we kind of exist in a society that is formed like us. If you believe that the Anunnaki are the reason our planet even exists or not. Now, you may notice that there, even in this list of 12, there's multiple different theories as to how we came about, all of them different and in line with a different species. And that's because every single one of these alien species gives different answers as to their history and a reason we can't really trust them if they actually exist. Okay, Anunnaki out of the way. Are we ready for the next one? or my f- This one's like, it's a short one, but it's fun. You said the Anunnaki were
1: your favorite ones. I know, but these are fun
0: because they're so fantasy-like, and I like okay, it. Can I uh, just really
2: quickly want to interject because I had to look this up? Yeah, yeah. Gold production in the universe. Gold is thought to be produced in supernova nucleosynthesis from the collision of neutron stars. Mm-hmm. That is the coolest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. I, I love I gold. love that <laughs> I love that gold is neutron stardust that's actually awesome as hell
0: I wonder is it is it rare then I wonder and considered you know in the size of the universe I wonder if it's a rare current astros, current
2: astrophysical model suggests that a single neutron star merger uh could generate between three and 13 earth masses of gold Jesus
0: damn that's crazy that's still that still sounds like metal like a lot, as hell. Yeah. So sick.
2: That's yeah. That's so cool. All that. right. Hey, so gold. You, go. you know what? Gold. I thought it was gonna be like, oh, it just looks pretty. That's why people. But like now that I know it's neutron stardust, I'm. I, Maybe there is something we don't understand about. it. I might need it. to get Maybe. me a big hunk. You yeah, know what a big
0: hunk of gold and start running some science experiments on it. That's yeah, that. That's awesome. Oh my god. That's cool as hell. The next race we're gonna talk talk about are the alpha Dr- uh the alpha draconians. You remember? Shut up. Yeah, we did. I think we did talk about them in that episode. This
2: literally is uh, Jupiter ascending.
0: (laughs) These are like the bad guys that like this is absolutely what this is. Shut up. The Alpha Draconians actually came before the Anunnaki for the exact same reason. Minerals on our planet that they wanted and they were stripping our planet of it before the Anunnaki swung by. They're standing up at up to 22 feet tall. These crazy looking monster aliens are made up of pure muscle and genuinely just resemble dinosaurs or dragons. Uh, You can imagine that they were very unhappy when the Anunnaki showed up and took over, but they are still active in our planet with puppets placed in high echelons of government as they bide their time in an attempt to take over from the Anunnaki once again. So they are just waiting for their opportunity to flip the script on the Anunnaki and take Earth back for themselves. They were here first. They really, they really, my God,
2: that entire movie is like soft disclosure, baby. It, I mean, I almost believe like this is, I feel like they found a webpage that listed all this stuff and they included
0: it, but it's not hard to find. There's a list out. There's many lists out there. That all Everything you said
2: so far, I feel like
0: is from that
2: Jupiter ascending crazy
0: yeah crazy that i still think
2: about that movie not a good movie it's following it us all it's the time. following
1: us everywhere we go i say genome right
0: like way more than i wanted to. <laughs> <Genome-gineered. laughs> to do a rewatch of that for rotten popcorn one day just because oh my god we have to. Have since it's amazing. so
1: similar it's like the fucking like i know uh, it really
0: is like very similar to this all right these are one of the more i would say the second best known right next to grays on this list the reptilians They are, I I would say, Alex, that maybe you disagree, but they're up there in terms of like equally knowable in terms of like your layman. I don't
1: even think they're necessarily like, it's cool that they fit into this myth, but I think the famousness of reptilians goes beyond UFA, UFO, UFO uh, like freaks and goes way into like, you know, a whole other type of paranormal sort of. Mm -hmm person, like yeah. people who believe like the government is reptilians probably don't nece- yes yeah. I believe some people think they live inside the earth instead and are like, you know, just sort of like
0: prehistoric creatures. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah so that, that brings up a good point is like, some of these aliens or a lot of these alien species are also recognized and known outside of this theory, like greys are, you know, gray encounters happen to people who don't believe or even know about this theory. So while you're gonna get the reptilian gray description, you're getting them in context of this theory. There are other theories that the reptilians were the first terrestrials and lived on this Earth and underground, and they still kind of exist and stuff. But in in context of the twelve alien theory, that's not the believed uh, theory of what they are. Uh, actually, what the reptilians are in this particular uh, you know in this particular theory is that they're also genetically engineered bipedal workforces created by the Anunnaki, who were there to work the Earth before anything else really happened. So the reptilians are like the greys of the Anunnaki? Yes, in a way, yeah, it's a good way to kind of look at them. They were just like a slave force for them. Um, Again, we know them as reptilians. They're scaly, standing to about the size of a human being, and they were driven underground by the Anunnaki, where they are still said to reside today in a network of complex underground tunnels. But they are not believed to be from Earth originally. There's another one where the reptilians are believed to be the first inheritors of Earth, and Aliens swung by and this story, the Greys took up some apes, you know, did a lot of years and years and years of like took genetic modification, apes. kind of had a war with took the reptilians one. And then we were allowed to kind of propagate on Earth as the reptilians were driven underground. In both stories, though, the reptilians end up getting driven underground via combat. So that's kind of like a linking a linking uh, thread between both versions of their origins, so to speak. You got you got following right now. Alex looks a little confused. Let's make sure, you know, we we got you on the same page. It's just, just reminded me so much of like Doctor Who right now. Yeah. Like I,
1: this is like yes. this is yeah. like
0: we're getting like
1: into the de- the depths of like some like Dragon Riders of Pern type just like, you know, just like a long fantasy series lore. Like this is starting to sound a lot less like a theory and yeah. a lot more like <laughs> like a uh, like how could this be, be a theory? theory?
0: Well, if you're yeah. if you're the adventurous type, you know, there are stories that entrances to their caves and tunnels are all over the, the deserts. Is, and is you the could, theory that it's all true? All of this, this is, is one in this, theory. Yes, in this twelve alien racist theory, the things I'm going through are all supposed to be fact. The the and biggest. Apparently, they had point. a
2: giant kegger at this hotel, <laughs> and humans showed up, so and no, they were again, like, Uh-oh. This, I'm going
0: over this because when we do go over the Coronado, we talk about greys, the bugs, reptilians. All of these things show up. To different people, all in the same night, and they all have wildly different experiences. It's nuts. It's 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 a a monster mash of aliens. That's what I'm saying.
1: What I was at a hotel, and President Clinton was there, and I had to (laughs) jizz, but I was
0: in my room. But it's it's, it's I had to meditate. I know this is insane, and and we're not saying the Coronado uh, uh, the Coronado Coronado experiences fall under the twelve racist theory but the easiest way to get all 12 of these races in your head is just by going through the theory so that you can at least recognize them when we talk about them in terms of the experiences next week oh baby it's like an old school aliens episode this is i'm like i feel like i'm raining in a lot of things here we gotta we gotta try and keep focused here thank you to butcher box for sponsoring this episode I, You know, it's crazy to me that August is almost done, and not that that means grilling season is done. It's not. Still got quite a ways to go for grilling, especially out here in Texas, but the time has been flying by and I've been wistful upon which my favorite meats that I've grilled this summer and which one is my favorite, and I think the question is simple. I'm a simple boy. I love me some burgers. And the beef that they send me in these boxes is so freaking good. You should be adding some of the power players to your grilling lineup as well. And ButcherBox is the subscription service that delivers that high quality meat and seafood right to your doorstep. You choose from a carefully curated selection of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, and more if you haven't figured it out by now i'm a man of convenience and this is one of the most convenient ways to get some of my favorite foods every month butcher box ships a curated selection of that high quality meat right to your home with free shipping for the continental us there's no antibiotics or added hormones it's all packed fresh and shipped frozen for your convenience so you can save time on your next grocery store trip you can customize your own box or you can go with one of their pre-made ones either way you kind of get exactly what you're looking for all this for less than $6 per meal on average. Delicious 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Have I said that already? Because I just needed to remind you. The summer's not over, so get your summer still sizzling with this special butcher box deal for our listeners. Free bacon for life of your membership, plus $100 off. That's right, for the length of your membership, you have free bacon for the life of it plus $100 off. Sign up today at butcherbox.com chill and use code BONUS100 to get one pack of free bacon in every box for the life of your membership, plus $100 off your first order. That's butcherbox.com chill with code BONUS100 to claim this deal. So the reptilians themselves, like I said, if you're adventurous enough, You supposedly you know there's entrances to their tunnels and caves all around earth you might even see like a skeleton hanging on a stick as a warning not to enter these tunnels as like their way of of making sure nobody trespasses but if you do the stories are you just don't come back you don't know what happens you just disappear into these places and then you're gone bye-bye missing 411 maybe who knows anyway probably not, not but maybe something but maybe something all right, next up are, uh, I don't remember, I think we talked about them in our first episode, but it's it's been so long. These are the Nomos, N-O-M-M-O-S. Nomos. Uh, Jesse nomos. looks baffled. Uh, these are nomo <laughs> humans. <It's>, uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like one of the things that
2: like someone would call someone in Harry Potter. It's like, like the, don't hang out with the Nomos, nomos. Potter,
1: you know? <laughs> It's like the first bit of a like your mama joke.
0: Yeah, all right. <laughs> no mama. These alien species chose to interact with certain tribes on earth that they just happened to kind of get along with better. The Scandinavians, you know, had the Nordics. Uh, the tribe of indigenous Mali in Northern Africa had the Nomos, who hailed from the brightest star in our sky, Sirius. The Dogons, which is another species of, of alien that apparently interacted with, uh, with the earth, the Dogons. Oh knew centuries before modern science caught up that Sirius is actually made up of three stars and they even knew how long it took for Sirius B to go around Sirius A. Wait, this, uh, this might be the name of the tribe. Let me just double check, Dogons. Oh yeah, no, the Dogons were a tribe. This is an actual group of people and these are the people that interacted with the aliens. So according to to my research here, I just lost where I had, there it is, that the Dogons themselves knew centuries before actual modern science that Sirius was made of three stars and they even knew how long it took for Sirius B to go around Sirius A. Um, people believe that they were millennia away from inventing, obviously they were millennia away from inventing devices powerful enough to see Sirius close up. So it makes, they, for some wonder if that's why they believe they had visitors from this section of the galaxy, galaxy specifically the Nomos, who informed them of all this stuff, which is why they knew about it. That all clicked, we, we, we settled on that. Sure because now we're going to talk about Jesus Christ. Oh, nope. I knew that was what was coming next. Nope. <laughs> Sonata, also known as Jesus Christ, who was the commander of the Ashtar Galactic Command flying saucer fleet. Shut up. Fleet. Shut up. Can I finish this, please? Is this from Rogue Squadron? I think I read this. No, 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 this is this is, this is our history. This is very important to who our we are as history. a human species. Yeah, okay. So Jesus's real name is Sonanda. Uh, he is the commander of the Ashtar Galactic Command flying saucer fleet known as the Airborne Division of the Brotherhood of Light. Uh, that is okay. what his <laughs> galactic fleet is known as. Um, in addition, uh, a person by the name of Loreen Altieri had reveals, has revealed the names of and channeled information from some of the other prominent beings who she says travel with Commander Sananda, Pallas Athena, Ashtar, and Vrilin on the saucers of the Ashtar Galactic Command flying saucer fleet. The people who fly in that fleet are Aleph Nero, who's the main commander, Aaron Alaje James, sub commander of one of the wings of the fleet, working Aaron with- Aaron the- James? Alaje <laughs> James, Aaron Alaje Aaron- James, who's the sub commander of this fleet, uh, of one of the wings of the fleet. James, J-A-M-E-S. The Earth yeah, name James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a person. Okay. Uh <laughs> He's or somebody that visited Earth and, and kind of looks human. Uh, he's working with a human from Earth in this wing, and the human's name is Miss Megan Sebastian, who's visiting Earth to raise the consciousness of humanity and uplift the vibrations of planet Gaia and Agartha, also known as Megha or Meg from Alcorn, contributing to the stability and peace over the planet Om and the princess slash prayer maiden of the planet Anova. You get all that. This is very important. Uh, Megan is a very important person. She's right now here raising the vibrations of our system. Understood? Yeah, I am I mean, I'm with you. We're, we're, this might not matter in the C- Coronado episode, but it might it's not. just we, we're so deep into this. We're going through the rest of it. It might not. Yeah,
1: <laughs> might not matter. Uh,
0: the other person flying around with them is a, a Corton, who's a captain of the Flying Saucer, the fleet communications officer in charge of maintaining subspace communications or the fleet. His name is Michael <laughs> Tecumseh Martin. <laughs> There's Esola, a captain of the flying saucer Starship number 77. Merku of the planet Alcorn, subcommander of one of the wings of the fleet. Soltec, com- captain of the geophysics science survey flying saucer known as Phoenix. Voltra, the space psychologist who monitors the vibratory level of humanity. Klala, master of force dynamics. Haton, who monitors events on Earth for the Galactic Hall of Records at the Galactic Core, and the Lady Master Athena, the twin flame celestial wife of Maha Chohan, Altairi teacher that the Lady Master Athena often personally accompanies Commander Sonata on board his command flying saucer. This is the movie Eternals. (laughs) Again, soft disclosure. That's all it is. It's just soft disclosure As the Eternals. So that is all people who are known and kind of fall in in line with uh, the nomos, people who've come, you know, visited. And there's a whole fleet kind of watching over the planet with all of these people. And the reason we know all of these names is because Lorena Theory channeled all that information via a higher vibrational being and gifted us this information on Earth so that we may start to align ourselves with those who are beyond us in technology and psychic evolution.
2: Whoo! I I cannot, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, believe we wasted any of our life on that.
0: It's the not done. The fact that wasted. I'll never get those this, minutes
2: back No, this is information that's minutes in back, your brain. and now I know that spaceman James, Admiral of the Second Fleet of the Acadians or whatever, <laughs> F it. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. I've never hated anything
0: as much No, you you know, we just have to. This is this is on the side of the green stone
2: is a more viable story than that.
0: (laughs) Listen, we're like we are going in the deep, 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 deep theory world right now. That is a
2: person who needs genuine help and has been allowed to speak about aliens when they need someone to actually talk to, like really like medication, something. That is nonsense. (laughs) I'm so upset. I'm so. I I want you to know
0: that. Just you know, I got to cover my own ass at this point. I don't believe in this theory. Jacques Vallee doesn't believe in this theory. But it's just. If I knew it was
2: this easy to just convince people, I'd be like. Yes, well, I communicated with Zorgobloff, <laughs> the 12th commander of the 13th
1: legion of the Dude, space. Dude, that's a
0: fake name. Not like Kla'la. Uh, Kla'la and Zorgobloff are best friends. What do you mean? Oh, man. Zorg-a-Blof. My head hurts. This is like- I had the counterbalance last week, man. I needed to go the opposite oh, direction. I, I need to rebuild my faith. It just feels in the so
1: much like the sword of Shannara. Like, it's just, it's just, it's literally <laughs> just like a book like there's no yes like it's like i'm starting to like
0: track like character growth like what's going on like what's going on here (laughs) uh well you you won't know character growth next week just we'll be using this list of aliens as a frame of reference when it comes to those other aliens
2: genuine question genuine question for sonata is jesus sonata yeah commander how do you feel about
0: of the astro galactic command flying fleet the airborne division of the brotherhood of light
2: Right. So does that interfere with any sort of like first contact scenarios or anything where it's, it's like, is there any prime directive where you've now created 2,000 years of religion? <laughs> well, I mean... Is that upsetting to you? Or well, how do you feel about that, Space Commander? <laughs> you might have to talk to the Space Commander specifically about I'm, that. I'm reaching out. I'm sending out sonic vibrations. No, that's going to attract
1: uh, the other one. <laughs> On that one's going to attract
0: the uh, the nice Space ones. Space Commander! Yeah, we just got to attract the nice ones. Well, in this, in this, this theory... There is a giant galactic civilization, this giant galactic government, and we are supposed to not be being fucked with. But there are aliens that either are not part of the, the galactic so federation, or not. No, just like just a part of. The, you're correct, and like a part of their law system is not to fuck with other species that, you know, they have no they have no control or power over. Like they, we are supposed to be left alone until we're ready. We're just. If we blow ourselves up, then so be it. We blow ourselves up. We're just, you are, there is, according to this government system, a prime directive life belief, but that the Greys don't obey it and a few others don't obey it. Like, it's don't just something obey that is ignored. It.
2: Right. But the tall whites do for sure. They're
0: perfect. They don't do mm, anything Yeah, wrong. they definitely They're do. They're perfect. They There's nothing do. wrong with them. Well, that's the thing is like, why are the Nordics coming anyway? Well, the, the theory there is that while most of the Nordics do obey that law, there are some of those that think that the danger is too great. That they just, somebody needs to get there and pass along the actual message so that humanity can kind of wake up and steer away from the way the greys are kind of taking us because they don't want to go after the greys because it'll start a huge galactic war and that'll mean deaths of billions and billions and billions of lives and they don't want that either so they're trying to play the political game instead of the war game of like feeding us information to help us wake up while the greys and reptilians are kind of breaking the galactic agreement you know there's a lot going on they're doing out a great there job. We- they've been really killing it the last few yeah, thousand yeah. years <laughs> It's waking people, up humanity they're doing great Yeah, the people that the nordics tend to choose are just not the most trustworthy isn't that so funny how that so that's always works really, in <laughs> it's weird, a weird weird judgment problem last last but not least on this list of the 12 alien races are none other than the blue meanies. avians yeah the blue meanies blue the blue avi- avians av- av- avians like you know like a- dead, avian, ass, like blue blue bird like dead ass the bird from no, breath yeah, of the yeah. Wild. They're, well, they're also known as the Space Alliance, and have been known to be that visiting is a Warhammer <laughs> race. Since. Don't even fuck with me. The Space
2: Alliance—they
0: <laughs> are—they are—they are, they are, oh are supposedly God. have been visiting since the ancient Egypt times, and have been said to be involved with the construction of some of ancient Egyptian architecture. Not all of it, just some of it. And they are—they look like eight foot tall blue humanoid bird creatures. They tend to speak telepathically and tend to make introductions through dreams using a form of sign language. They may even use light through physical touch to communicate as well, but we don't really know. They will typically make physical contact after they have been invited to appear in the physical reality.
2: I invite you to appear. I invite you, blue av- any blue avian, even the asshole blue avian, I invite you to appear.
0: Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> Come out to the coast, we'll have a good time. Now, they, get, they, they only will come into the physical reality via invitation. And when they arrive, they tend to arrive in giant blue spheres of light as a form of transportation and can teleport at will to our planet. Unlike the various other different alien species, these do not abduct humans in any way and do not seem to have any intention or invasion. They simply want to have an open conversation with people acting as guides to human ascension and spiritual evolution. So they're
1: kind of like thought you're going to say an open relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh
0: so they're kind of like, you know, they're they're the uh the uh another kind of like space hippies, but to me they're more neutral than anything else. They're just more interested in conversation than giving us a positive message and trying to steer us in a general direction. We're like a curiosity to them in in a lot of ways. Now you might be asking yourselves, I didn't hear anything about freaking mantises and bugs. Well, that's because the mantises and bugs fall under nomos as the nomos are like uh multiple there are all kinds of fucked up types the of aliens that form yeah exactly so you know that's that that's that's all that matters um but that boys is the re-rundown of something we haven't covered in almost five years uh one that is hopefully a little bit more detailed and involved than the last time we talked about this the 12 alien species that are i guess you would call the most well-known Did we do 12 that was 12 baby that was 12
1: you just forgot. You just forgot some of them because they were minor characters in the
0: plot, and they're less important. Yeah, yeah like to the, the plot. Alpha Draconians were yeah, really, really quick. Alpha right, Draconians, right. the Pleiadians were really fast. You know, they're basic stuff. Gotcha. Um, and if you decide to look into some of these species outside of the context of the twelve, each one of these has a vastly different origin or history. If you look at them as individuals outside of the context of this really fantastical space government multi-war political world that this has put them in. Um, they still, a lot of these exist outside of this, especially the Greys and the Reptilians. Um, but we will not be worrying about the galactic whatever in the next episode. The only thing I need you listeners to remember are just the species themselves and what their general MO is, as we'll be looking at that in detail in the actual Coronado experiment uh, experience next week here on Illuminati and that's where we'll wrap this episode oh, up wow. gentlemen there we go thank you so much yeah we're done we're already over an hour that went that took longer than i was expecting i was i was ready man i was ready to move into the
1: episode one part two let's do it
0: i'm ready let's do it we'll be back next week with some more aliens is that palate cleanser that so many people have been wanting i hope you guys enjoyed we're off to do a mini so double feature for patreon.com slash because you guys are we didn't get to get you one last week so you get doubled this week and uh We'll see you over there. Again, patreon.com slash Pod. Thank you guys so much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Anyway, me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, holy shit, get out here. So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in a fog. I look up, too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky. you <laughs>